Hi, welcome to the Pushing Through Loss podcast. I'm your host, Galila Green Siciliano. I wanted to create this podcast because I feel like in the world of pregnancy loss, it's not talked about. So I wanted to delve into my own story to start, but also to hear from other people who are exactly like me, exactly like you, because it happens to all of us and it affects all of us, whether it's early on in the pregnancy or whether it's considered a stillbirth or even an infant death. It's something that in our world, we just don't talk about. And after experiencing it on my own, I felt this pull to be able to help others going through what I went through. So my story, for those who don't know, I have, thank God, three amazing kids. At the moment, they are 12, almost 10 and seven. And when my youngest was about a year old, my husband and I decided that we wanted to be surrogates or I was going to be a surrogate. And we went through the process of getting matched with a couple, which is a whole other story. So maybe I'll go into that sometime. I gave birth to that baby in December of 2019. We all know what happened in March of 2020. And thankfully at the time, even though we all knew that we wanted to do surrogacy again, they wanted to do a sibling journey as did we. We also knew that I needed to rest my body. So COVID in a way was one of those where it didn't really put a damper on starting the process. It just sort of made it more complicated because at that point, obviously nobody knew how it was going to affect um, a pregnancy, how it was going to affect the fetus, the mother, all those sorts of things. So in January of 2022, I was given the green light that I was able to start IVF medications again. And in May of 2022, I went in for the transfer. Everything was going well. Every week I would go in for my checkups. The baby looked great. The heartbeat looked strong. The baby was growing. And then in August, the very end of August at 16 weeks and five days, I went in for what I thought was going to be a normal checkup. And the doctor told me that there was no heartbeat. And it was something that completely rocked my world. My body had never failed me to that extent. I was so sure that this pregnancy was going to be like every other pregnancy I had had, that I even had my kids with me in the room for this ultrasound. My daughter kind of understood what was going on. And my two boys were totally engrossed in their iPads. So thankfully, technology played a role in being able to at least keep two thirds of them calm and and just in the moment of trying to figure out what to do next. I I could feel myself panicking. I didn't know what to do first, whether I needed to call the parents first or whether I needed to call my husband first. I knew I had to go to the hospital, but I had to get my kids home. So it was this whole just rush of trying to figure out what the next step was while processing this fact that at 16 weeks and five days, I was no longer officially pregnant. So I made it home. My husband offered to come get me. I do remember that. It was definitely one of those surreal moments where I can tell you very vividly all the things that happened, except I can't remember if it happened that day. It's, it's your brain definitely plays tricks on you or tries to protect you in certain ways. 
But I do remember getting home and the moment that I put my hand on the doorknob to open my front door is when the parents called me because they were in a meeting when um, I had found out when I was at the doctor's office. And I basically lost it. I, I sort of collapsed on the ground in front of my house and just started sobbing. My husband led me inside. We got a bag packed for the hospital and my husband and my kids drove me to the hospital where I was supposed to give birth so I could be induced and they dropped me off. And I know that sounds weird. Like why didn't my husband come inside with me? Why were my kids in the car? It's a very weird feeling. Like I was being pulled in various different directions because I wanted to make sure that my kids were taken care of. And my husband is the best equipped person to do that. My husband wanted to make sure I was taken care of, but I felt like the doctors were the best equipped to do that. And because I needed him at home, I was okay with him going home with the kids and dropping me off. And when I got checked in, I just couldn't keep it together. And nobody talks about this. Nobody talks about what it feels like to walk into the labor and delivery ward of the hospital, knowing that you're not walking out with a baby, knowing that when you go in, you're going to hear all of these different things of women in labor, which is phenomenal and babies crying when they're first born. But when you're going through a loss, that is seriously the last thing I wanted to hear. I didn't begrudge anybody else for their happiness, but I just didn't want to be a part of it. So I spent two days in the hospital. I had to go through an induction, which took about 24 hours. And then after the baby was actually born, my placenta was not detaching from the uterine wall. So I had to go in for um, a DNC. Thank God they put me under for that. And then I'd lost so much blood in the process that I ended up almost having to have a transfusion. They kept me overnight. They checked my levels like every two hours. And fortunately, the next morning, they said that I had definitely made a turnaround and was starting to create more iron. And uh, my blood was regenerating and I would probably be allowed to go home that day. And so when I was discharged, I then had to go with this whole idea of how do I explain this to my youngest? How do I explain this to my middle child? My daughter already understood the process of what was going on. And now what happens with the parents? And it was a loss of so much. My therapist always says a miscarriage and a stillbirth um, and an infant death is a loss of innocence. You're grieving not only the loss of this life, but the loss of this idea that everything should go perfectly. And it doesn't. And I spent a lot of time really just in that mental state of, of despair, of grief, of really not understanding what the next steps were. And there's a, I actually found out there's a thing called process overload where um, you just can't take in any more information. And I, I hit that wall Within about a day or two after I had come home, I was starting to get phone calls from the hospital and from the doctor and from the fertility company and from the doctors that were associated with the fertility group. And I, I, I have no idea what any of them said. I, I made my husband 
get on the phone, I had him take notes because I felt like they were speaking a whole different language. So I felt like the only way to continue moving forward, because I had a family that I needed to take care of, was to begin to process the emotions. I sought therapy. I was in a group therapy session, which was, I don't even have the words. Um, the women from that group, I have a group chat with, and I just love each of them. The therapist from that group seriously is a lifesaver. And I created my own ways through all of the different tools that I began learning to figure out how to help other women. And that's why this is so strongly connected to me because this is a club no one ever thinks they're going to be a part of. And this is a club no one ever wants to be a part of. But miscarriage happens in one in four pregnancies. And so it's something that we should be able to talk about. It's something that if you're suffering, if you're going through those processes of grief and anger and questioning and all of those phases, you should be able to know who to reach out to. Who do you talk to? What's normal? What's not normal? What should I feel guilty about? What do I not feel guilty about? All of those things, however you process grief needs to be discussed. And so this hopefully will be something that other people can look towards, other people can listen to, and really be able to ask questions of themselves, of me. Please feel free to reach out. You can always find me on my website at www.kalilagreenspeaker.com. My name is spelled K-E-L-I-L-A, green, just like the color, G-R-E-E-N, speaker, S-P-E-A-K-E-R.com. And I really would love to hear back from people who are listening to this, whether you would like to tell your own story of loss, whether you're looking for answers in terms of how to continue living following your loss, or whether you'd like to share any sort of tips or tricks that helped you that maybe other people would like to hear. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this group. And I really look forward to hearing stories, not just of loss, but of hope and of being able to live past the grief and know that it's always going to be there, but to still become that survivor and create that inner strength warrior. I look forward to speaking with you and I look forward to being able to connect with each and every one of you.